You're listening to Agile Strength Labs, a weekly podcast dedicated to fitness, living a better life, and a healthy lifestyle. Welcome everyone to the finale of season one of the Agile Strength Labs podcast. I'm your host, Christian Horton, and season one has been a blast. A lot of milestones have been reached in this first season, and I would like to thank all of the listeners for their support and comments. It's great to know that the show has been a benefit to those out there starting their fitness journey. This is a special episode, which is going to cover stretching which is somewhat of a continuation from last week's episode. Some of you have asked about the timing of this week's show through some comments. And well, all I can say is good things come to those who wait. As tonight for the finale of the Agile Strange Flaps podcast, we will have the first guest on the show. So without further ado, let's get into the finale, episode seven, Stretching. to the show. This guest I've known for well over a decade. Um, his name is Bernie Wingo. Um, Bernie is much like myself. He comes from a background in technology recruiting. Um, we're both avid recruiters in the tech space. And he also is, much like myself, a former personal trainer. And ever since I've known um, Bernie, he's been quite avid in fitness. Um, not only has he been a personal trainer, he also trained people um, in tennis, uh, giving out tennis lessons. And um, right now we're going to talk to him further about stretching, continuing this episode so he can give his insights. And um, he's actually on location in Bayside, Queens at Powerhouse Gym. So we're getting to him before he starts his first workout and gets his stretch on. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Bernie Wingo. Christian, what's going on, buddy? It's awesome to uh, awesome to be a part of this uh, this initiative and and uh, you know get into how uh, important um, you know stretching is in general, just for life for athletic performance. And uh, I'm just uh, just happy to be part of that. All right. Well, thanks for joining the show. Of course. All right. So, you know, Bernie, you know, to start things off, you know, why do you think stretching is so important? It's, um, you know, from an athletic standpoint, uh, and again, from a performance standpoint, I'll, I'll start from just a pure, a pure life standpoint. Um, I feel like most of us, you know, and like yourself, myself, we're in kind of corporate America, and, um, you know, most of the time you're, you know, in a, you know, in a sedentary, and your body naturally wants to just be in a state of, you know, homeostasis, your body naturally wants to just kind of be, by kind of be in a still state. So, you know, in that, in that kind of case, in that position where, especially, you know, you're sitting at a desk all day, you know, all of us tend to just get tightened up. 
right. you know, I'll tighten up from just just a lack of just a lack of movement. Um, so you know that that being said, just from a day to day standpoint, um, you know, keeping your body fluid, keeping your joints loose, keeping your muscles loose, just from day to day functionality, just commuting back and forth to work, just the basics, going up a flight of stairs, um, stretching is just a key part of just your basic basic life function, just getting around in, in, in your day to day life, whether you're you know picking up your kid or or, or again just you know walking up the stairs at South Ferry to go you know to get to work. Um, it's, there, there's a true purpose to an industry day-to-day functionality. Obviously, from an athletic standpoint um, and a performance standpoint, uh, nothing to do with an athletic competitive level. But if you want to be able to, whatever, whatever your craft is, whatever you do, whether it be you just say, hey, I just go to the gym and I just lift, or I do CrossFit, or um, you know, I just I'm a runner, or whatever. Um, you want that? You want to be able to enjoy what you do. Um, most of us just can't afford to work out all the time, as much as I would love to. If I could just travel the world and just train, that would be absolutely awesome. But so I, I just want there to be a good of that, a good amount of value. I want I want an ROI and I want that return on investment when I go train. I want to get the most out of it because we have you know as adults, you know we have limited sessions and and even you know even even younger crowd getting established. You like like get limited time on the sessions and just stretching is going to just it's just going to add a great deal of value to that. Um, you know again from an athletic standpoint when you're incorporated and just from a, a basic life standpoint. All right, great. Now, you know, in, in that similar vein, I, you know, I've definitely seen a handful, if I'm being, you know, modest here, about the volume of mistakes people make sure. in regards to stretching, you know, especially, you know, I see people just, you know, walking to the gym and just start working out. So, you know, what, what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes you've seen people make in the gym in regards to stretching? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, just, um, you know, from, from an observation standpoint, it kind of, you know, in a way, as, as a former athlete, I guess some of us just have better connections to, uh, there's a better mind to muscle connection, just depending on, you know, what level you, you perform at. Um, so just kind of just regular, you know, for somebody just kind of starting out, um, some of the biggest mistakes were, you know, I, I would say first and foremost, realizing the long-term benefit of it and just, and, and not making a, not setting up a game plan. Setting up a plan in place, a, re- a regular stretching routine in place, because the, re- the return on it comes from doing it over an extended period of time. Exactly. Right. So yeah. that'll be the first thing. So we just say, hey, just, just when you, just like anything else, it's a, you might look at anything, it'll be your body as an experiment. You want to have an actual game plan in place before you go on. Okay. You know, nowadays there's, there's a ton of research online, a ton of things you have, you know, information, you have access to guys like me and you. A touch older when we were kind of coming up, it was like everything you have to rely on a book and you didn't have a dynamic figure or something like that. So there's a lot more information out there now for the intro crowd, for the younger crowd to just get a plan in place first and foremost. Um, secondly, I would just kind of say the other biggest thing that I've seen is just, you know, it's once that plan is in place, like making sure that you get the value by implementing it on a regular basis, those kind of go hand in hand. Um, just from a kind of day-to-day routine, once you have all that set and you actually have it in place, um, listening to your body and, and kind of realizing, hey, you know, before I start anything off, um, a lot of people just kind of, I feel like, hop right away uh, into their stretching cold which is definitely uh, a big mistake that, that I've seen. And um, I know just from my own basis, you know, like my own experience, some type of uh, dynamic warm-up, a dynamic bodyweight warm-up is probably um, the one thing that people just don't do, whether it just be like, hey, I'm doing, you know, some modified kind of bodyweight push-ups, just a modified bodyweight squat, just to get 
just to get some blood, just to get some blood going, um, you know, in the muscle, around the joints, things like that, just to get things nice and warm. So when you go, you know, incorporate that stretching routine that you put in place, uh, that you get that value, that you get that, you get that return. Um, so that's, those are two of the kind of biggest things, just the, the lack of having a plan, the lack of regularity to get that, that value. Um, and then just from once you have it in place, uh, making sure that you kind of, there's some blood there, there's some kind of, you know, there, there's a degree of warmth in your body going before you actually start going and just, you know, putting whatever muscle, whatever given muscle is under some type of body tension. Right. You know, um, you know, you brought up two great points and, and actually, you know, two great points that were talked about in this podcast. In episode two, I talked about planning for the plan and setting up a plan. And yeah, in the gym, you know, I think it's very important that people come with some kind of framework for what they want to get accomplished and make sure that they include that, you know, seven to 15 minutes for a good warm up and, and another five to seven for a good stretch before they get going. Um, you know, and, and also in the last episode, we talked about warming up and cooling down. So, yeah. you know, guys, definitely go back to those episodes to hear more points, great points that Bernie brought out. Now, um, how do you personally like to incorporate stretching into your program? What are the things that you like to do, Bernie? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, typically, you know, typically what I like to do, and, and you gave just, those are, um, you gave some great actual the actual kind of time frames that you want to put on something incorporating into your into your routine. Um, that's you know in my mind state that you know those two ranges that you gave um, for you know kicking things off or just that that sweet spot. Um, me personally, uh, I, I always you know once I step into the gym, it's usually early. I'm usually cold. I'm, I'm old. I'm stiff as hell. Usually my my hips <laughs> never back. So we all we all know that. So. Um, just, uh, you know, it's just, you have, you have DOMS from, you know, you have delayed onset muscle soreness from, you know, from prior workouts. So I'm usually just dealing with some type of pain or discomfort. Um, and, and what I'll typically do is for me, it's always about whether I'm moving, whether I'm moving the weight or whether, whatever I'm doing, it's just about getting blood. That's it. I want warmth. I want blood in my body. So my, when I step in the gym, it's usually, um, I'm on some type of bike or the stairs. Those are okay. those are low impacts for me. They're easier on my joints. I I can change the difficulty quickly and in a very short amount of time. In that, even under sometimes as far as ten minutes, because I'll um, you know start off at a, at a kind of a one level at a medium level and then kind of ramp it up and bring it back down. So I, I get a quick spike in my heart rate and bring it back down. Um, I just am doing some type of initial cardio to begin with. It, it is what I'm going to do, and then uh, as usually for about. You know, again, um, depending on where I'm at in the week, if it isn't a cardio day, I just do a quick kind of 10 minutes. Um, and then from that point, it's going to be some type of just a little more of a dynamic warm-up, where, again, I'll go through something like a modified push-up, uh, you know, body weight, you know, body weight squat, things like that, um, something light, something low impact, preferably that's a compound movement that where I have a couple joints kind of working uh, at once, you know, to, to get that effect. Um, and then after that, I'm usually incorporating, um, for me, it's typically most of my stretching routine revolves around my, my hip area, um, my, my IT band, things like that, because my hips, my glutes, because I sit at a desk all day, are always super, super tight. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm always doing, um, you know, there, there are a couple stretches that I throw into the mix um, that just will facilitate loosening up my hip area, but usually that's the sequence. It's some type of bite, some type of 
you know, just pure cardio and another 10 minutes of a, a, a dynamic kind of where I'm trying to just move my body weight because I'm going already, and then I'm getting into some actual type of stretching um, just to get maximum blood flow. So when I go through a movement with added weight, other than my body, that I just don't wind up, wind up getting injured. Perfect. And, and, you know, for a lot of the, the listeners, um, you know, and Bernie, that was a real comprehensive answer. Um, Bernie talked about something crucial, the IT band. And, you know, we're not going to get into it too deep. You know, it's going to be a little technical. But, guys, spend a couple minutes on Google and look it up. And, and, and again, we're not going to go deep into, you know, the, the, the weeds here on stretching. But investigate foam rolling as well, because that's really one of the best ways to target and, and help do some myofascial release for that IT band. So you can really get a proper stretch with it um, and it'll really enhance your performance, especially if you're a little long in the tooth, like Bernie and I. <laughs> Take every competitive advantage you can to really get your body warmed up and, and, it, prop, and stretch properly before you begin your, um, your warm up. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, so Bernie, I got one more question for you. And, sure. and I know, you know, I, I did give I did give Bernie a little bit of an outline for what we're going to talk about. So I'm going to throw a little bit of a monkey wrench here because, you know, we, we really talked a lot about stretching. <clears throat> but Bernie, I think this last question is really in general because, um, again, this is the season finale for um, season one of this show. And, and, you know, and I think this next question might add some benefit for the listeners there, not if they've listened to the entire podcast about you know, basic fundamentals for how to establish an exercise program. Um, you know, Bernie, what general advice would you give to someone who's starting this program? Because, you know, as I've uh, been talking to people that have listened to the show, there are all kinds of concerns for people starting out, not just about what to do, but also, you know, the expectations on what kind of results they might achieve as they begin this journey, some people are disheartened by not seeing results, you know, on a, on a quantitative scale uh, versus a qualitative scale. So, so what kind of general advice would you give to someone who is starting a program? Just uh, number one, about the technical portions, about the planning, and also about the emotional part of realizing the expectations of your journey. Christian, that's, that's, like, that's just an awesome, an awesome highlight and awesome kind of you know, notice it as, as a last question, just after, you know, one thing I have done is just, just, you know, been in athletics at a high level and just spent a lot of time just training for various events and things like that. Um, <laughs> the first thing that I would definitely say is just, is to, to realize is, is to have some patience, realize that altering the, altering the human condition, altering your physical condition, um, whatever state you're in, is something that is going to take some time. There's no short. There are no shortcuts. That's it. There's no supplement. There's no. There's. There's no. There's no magic pill or anything like that. There are no shortcuts. You need to have. You know. You need to look at things from just somebody just kind of starting out, which is. And I wish I was at that point again because when you're first kind of kicking things off, that's when your body is going to be the most responsive. You know, and, and, and you're probably going to see some of the greatest gains in your, you know, whatever initiative you're on to, you know, whatever physical goal that is, you're probably going to see the greatest gains, you know, in that, in that first year of your training. But I would say just kind of from a starting out standpoint, realize one, that it's just going to take time. So just, just, if you're not, you know, if you're looking for some type of short-term fix or something like that, if you're looking for 
you know a short-term goal it should be more about just improving your overall quality of life or improving you know specific athletic performance or yeah. something and realizing that there's going to be a scale on it sit down <clears throat> come up with a kind of a viable plan um, and, and just realize and then commit to it and realize that this isn't something that's going to happen in 30 days this isn't something that's going to happen in 60 days and you'll see some improvement but look at it from you know set goals on you know, I, I would say if you can, a night day scale, obviously you want to have some short-term goals in there. But first and foremost, just just, just realize that it's going to take some time. That's the first thing. Have some patience with it. Um, you know, that, and from a second standpoint, I would definitely say, um, you know, when you're in the mix and, and you're doing things, you know, a lot of the younger guys that I see, one of the biggest mistakes and now having just a healthy amount of injuries or tweaks and things that I just kind of work around, whether it be my shoulders or, you know, whatever it is, um, realize that, you know, it isn't always about, it isn't always about some type of weight or some type of extreme performance. Um, you know, realize the process that's going to, it's going to take time. And then when you're actually in the process, give your, you know, your muscles, your joints, your, your physiology, your immune system, uh, you know, when you go train, you go beat yourself up, you know, you're knocking down your immune system a little bit, give your kind of also your physiology um, some time to adjust, you know, keep track of things. Right. You know, those are three major things. Keep track of things. Try and keep a log. Um, I'm all about, you know, you know, I'm sure in recruiting we talk about KPIs, you know, key performance indicators. Have a, have a plan in place and, and have, have that long-term mind state with some little short-term initiatives in there. You know that are that are that are viable, that are that are attainable, um, and that aren't anything extreme. You know, when you're at the gym, when you're training, really, you know, nobody really cares about you, what you're doing. It should be about your own, you know, exactly. your own personal, your own personal journey. At the end of the day, whatever it is, whether you're trying to lose weight or, or recover from something or um, just be in a better place mentally, you know, you know that's just about. Uh, but the biggest thing, you know, the, the couple biggest things, the ones I mentioned, just people just not, not taking time. Take your time with your body. It's going to take time to change. You're know, so right. Exactly. You know, um, you know I, I think, especially in today's day and age of instant gratification, people look at fitness like it's an Amazon Prime membership and it'll be there Absolutely. in two days after order. Um, you know, it, it takes time to develop. So it, patience exactly is the key, but you're the best grade. And, and also the other point that you brought up is the plan and the commitment to the plan. Um, it's essential. Um Nothing can be done if you don't have a plan in place. And, and many times, you know, I'm, I, I, I was actually in a gym the other day um, and uh, a local gym. I just kind of wanted to see if maybe there might be some alternatives to do some running on days when it's bad weather or sure. things like that. And I saw a woman looking at a piece of equipment and she was circling it like she obviously didn't know what this piece of equipment did. And she was looking at it almost like she was casing out a house. Right. So, you know, um, but be patient and, you know, and ask, ask for help if you don't know, or absolutely, go, go absolutely. on, go on um, Google to find out or YouTube, because you said another point you mentioned, there's so much information out there. So um, go find it, look at a couple things. There's also factcheck.com. Factcheck it. Make sure it's right. Don't get any gross science. And, um, and, 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 the, and find that the final point, I think, is, um, you know, listen to your body and, and let your body recover. We all want to be beast mode. 
um, especially once we start feeling a little bit better and getting the rhythm, but take your time with it and um, listen to your body. Don't rush your workouts. Make sure yeah, that you do all of the things. Enjoy, enjoy that journey. Exactly. Because right. it's, it's a lifetime. It's not just, hey, a couple months and I'm going to be beach ready and I'm going to go back to my regular life. Yeah. Make this a regular way <laughs> of you to live um, so that you're not yo-yoing back and forth. But Bernie, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Um, I'm so blessed, man. Awesome to be able to just, uh, you know, to throw some ideas in the end and make sense. I really, really appreciate it. No, no, you've been a pleasure, and I couldn't have asked for a better first guest for the show. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, you take care, okay? That brings a close to season one of the Agile Strength Labs podcast. The podcast will resume with season two in July. However, until then, look out for weekly repeats of the show with content updates on the Agile Strength Labs website, Podbean, SoundCloud, and also YouTube. Thank you all and looking forward to seeing you again in season two. Once I get up, I can get down. Once I get up, I can't get down.